Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. It's the May 2011 edition of our show. I'm thrilled you're listening. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the guy behind the Poetry Super Highway, your MC for this afternoon of poetry. If it is indeed afternoon, wherever you are in the world, that's the cool thing about the show. You could be listening anywhere in the world. Uh, so there you go. Um, you don't have to be in my time zone or even the time zone next to me. You could be 11 time zones away where it's, I don't know, raining and nighttime and horses are inside the room with you. I have no idea what's going on over there, but uh, here you are tuning in. It's an open reading, and I'd love for you to call in and share your poetry. The number to call in is 646-716-7362, or just connect via Skype or the uh, Click to Talk button or whatever it is that you have available to you to call into the show. There's no content or style restrictions. If you've got a poem, whether it's your uh, uh, your tried and true poem that you've read all over the place and you know is going to be great, or something brand new that you just want to give a try to, maybe maybe you've read it open mics a gazillion times, maybe you've never done it before. Well, this is this is the chance for you to uh, to practically anonymously. Uh, in that you can call in from the privacy of your own wherever it is that you are without even standing in front of people and share uh, your poem with whoever might be listening. Hundreds of people have uh, listened to Poetry Superhighway live every month, and uh, they should listen to your poem. So call in and read. Love to have uh, love to have your poem on the air. If you got something to promote, something to plug, a, a reading that you've got coming up, a regular series that uh, that you know about, we'd love to hear about it. Maybe you uh, maybe you run an online zine or or a print journal of some kind, and you're you've got a call for submissions. Call in, let us know about it. Uh, this is what Poetry Superhighway is all about, and in turn, this show, Poetry Superhighway Live, it's it's really about exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry. As possible, so call in six four six seven one six seven three six two. Couple things to tell you about. So we just completed on uh, the first of the month, uh, technically the first of the month at midnight, which was the second of the month, the uh, seventh annual, I think it was, ebook free for all. So this was a project in which we asked you to submit your ebooks. Uh, Ninety. Seven ebooks, or was it eighty-seven? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, and I frankly didn't do the research. But many, many ebooks were were donated to the uh, or, or submitted for the ebook free for all, and for twenty-four hours on May first, they were freely available to download by everyone in the world. So, and and many of them, all of them, were downloaded many times. And if you'd like to find out what those ebooks were and how many times each one was downloaded, just click on ebook free for all from the main Poetry Superhighway menu at poetrysuperhighway.com. Really cool project. Uh didn't cost any money to participate, didn't cost any money to download all the, all the ebooks. It was just again about exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. If you participated in it by submitting an ebook, I would love to hear from you, maybe uh, in particular if you got some feedback from someone else, because again, it's about making these connections. So if you had your ebook up there and you heard from someone who read it uh, as a result of you participating in the ebook free for all, I'd love to hear about that. Or in turn, if you just downloaded some ebooks or an ebook that you particularly enjoyed, uh, give us a call and let us know what you thought about it. Um, it's uh, it's one thing to kind of anonymously throw the ebook out there or to download and read it, but uh, to go the next step and kind of let us know uh, what it is that you thought and and what your experience was participating in it. Well, that's that's a cool thing. That's another reason to call in, even if you don't have a poem. I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, what else can I tell you? Well, how about this? Um, we just started collecting sponsors for our annual summer poetry contest, which will begin in mid-July. So the way this works, I'm not going to actually uh, – we're, we're not uh, – the contest isn't open for submissions yet. Don't be, don't be confused by that. But every year we have a contest, and because of the generosity 
of our many, many, many sponsors, we have been able to uh, give out prizes to every single person who's entered. So even though uh, the contest will have winners and there are particular prizes, cash prizes, and you get published and all this kind of stuff for, for winning the contest, just for entering – uh, we we literally have hundreds of prizes, and and uh, and every single entrant will receive uh, some kind of prize. Maybe it's a poetry book in the mail. Maybe it's a subscription to an online journal. Maybe it's something unique that uh, someone has donated. Uh, a service of interest to poets and writers. Um, it's a very cool thing. So right now is the time. If if you think you have something that that uh, would be of particular interest to poets and writers, maybe it's a single copy of your book. Maybe it is a subscription to a journal that you run. Maybe you're an editor and you want to um, donate editorial services. Maybe um, who knows what it is, uh, uh, an artwork of some kind, and you'd be willing to donate multiple copies of it or some copies of it um, or a single copy of it or whatever it is. Then go to PoetrySuperHighway.com, click on the main Poetry Superhighway menu, and once you're there, there's a link to sponsor the 2011 contest. There's, there's no co- cost to do this outside of your donating a prize of some kind, and um, you would be responsible for getting that prize or prizes that you donate to whoever it is uh, that you're assigned to, which uh, meaning if you if you donate 10 books, you would be responsible for mailing those 10 books to the 10 contest entrants who I assigned you to at the end of the contest. And uh, the contest is open to everyone in the world, so theoretically if you live in Montana, you might have to send a prize to someone in France or something of that nature. I try to divide it up so uh, for the most part you're sending to people um, you know, within your country. Or really, truthfully, most people who enter it are in the United States. So uh, uh, I, I make this promise to people who are sponsors in the United States that um, if you do have to send something overseas, um, it would just be one thing if you donated multiple things. So anyway, it's a cool thing, um, and uh, I hope you participate in it. Yeah, what do you get for uh, doing that? That's a good question. Thank you for asking that. Uh, you get uh, not only a listing in uh, on the Poetry Superhighway contest sponsors page, which includes uh, the name that you uh, choose to list your sponsorship on, whether it's your personal name or your magazine name or your website name or whatever it is. You get that listed along with a link to your website and a listing of your prizes. And you also get a mention in all of the contest uh, correspondence um, in the sponsor listings as well. And on top of it, if you're on the uh, Poetry Superhighway email list, if you get our weekly newsletter, then you probably have noticed the classifieds section. Now, this classified section is unique in that um, although I do charge money, a, a nominal fee to place ads in that section, it's only it only starts at $5.00. Uh, a week, and it goes down if you run uh, an ad of uh, four weeks or longer. Um, but as a sponsor, you will get a free classified ad for the duration of the contest, which would mean the middle of July through roughly uh, October or so, which is a really great deal. Um, you could promote your book. You could promote a contest you're running. You could uh, – whatever it is, is, as long as it's as of specific interest to poets and writers, it can go in our classified section just for sponsoring, even if you donate one thing. You know, so that's pretty cool. So that is what's going on here at uh, Poetry Superhighway. Let's get to the business at hand, since I've babbled on long enough. Um, the number to call in for uh, the open reading, which is happening right now, is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Quick teaser: later in the show, at about the halfway mark, um, I am going to be playing a spoken word track from Joey Alks of DJ Monkey. Um, I've been uh, the last several months uh, using that halfway through the show mark to play a spoken word track that has been uh, submitted by uh, a listener or a participant in Poetry Superhighway. So today's spoken word track will come from DJ Monkey at about the halfway point. So moving on, let's get to our first caller, shall we? Our first caller is from the 510 area code. Hello. Hello, is that me? That's you. Great. Who, who am I talking uh, to? Well, my name's Joyce Goodlatte, and I have a poem I'd like to read. Joyce, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Oakland. Oakland. Oakland, California. Yes. Cool. Well, let's hear your poem. 
Okay, discard. Once, they say, you were covered thick with diamond mounds, undulating and fluid. Sea washed sand blankets up over you and licked them back, forever building you up. The sea made you opulent, sparkling. One day, they drained life from your sand cloaks, came with backhoes and ripped off your shrouds, piled them, you, lifeless, onto truck beds, headed inland, mixed you with lime and water, and then transformed you into rigid, unyielding forms. Men stood proud of their creation of square pillars to house sun seekers. Today, rivulets of wa- wash ceaselessly over twisted roots, stone, and driftwood. Our tar-blackened feet explore the crevices of your spine, where water remains in low tides. Anemones and urchins cling to undersides of rocks. Crabs trail sand across your back. We inspect your bleached white bones and care for your skeletal remains. What a great start to our show uh, uh, today, Joyce. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Enjoy Uh, it. Um, do you um, – uh, the, the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, of course, has many, many different readings and opportunities to participate in in poetry. Is there anything in particular that, that you uh, participate in that you can tell us about? Uh, well, there's a Monday night um, event each, each Monday uh, that I enjoy going to on occasion at Priya, and uh, that's from 7 to 9. Where poets come and read a poem, and there's usually a couple featured poets. Is it? Um, uh, is that in Oakland? And that's in Berkeley. Berkeley, okay. That's on San Pablo. It's every every Monday night at seven o'clock. Yes, it, it's at uh, a restaurant. Priya, it's an Indian restaurant. Oh, that sounds amazing. Uh, any combination of food uh, and really any event is is a successful event, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. That's good. Well, Joyce, thanks thanks a lot for calling in and opening up the show and I hope that you uh I hope that you uh call in again. Okay, well thank you very much. Sure. That was uh, Joyce, our first caller calling from Oakland, California. Um great start to the show. Moving on, our next caller uh, is from hmm, probably a blocked caller. Perhaps you just heard a tone indicating that you were on the air or something of that nature. Hello, series of ones. Cell phone. Talk out loud if you're waiting on hold right now. Hello. Hello, yes. So my name is Ivan Dreyer. Hi, Ivan. And I'm in Northridge, California. I've heard of it. Yeah, good. Probably by earthquake. Well, no, because I was there this morning. I, I work at a synagogue in Northridge uh, oh. uh, uh, frequently. But yeah, I, I don't live far from there. So uh, great, Ivan. Uh, welcome to the show. And you got a poem for us. I do, yes. It is entitled The Vaulter. The wonder in his running start is its swift interruption when muscle meshed with fiberglass will rally against gravity in abrupt levitation, make him Icarus with new wings that beat but once, a single lash at the air to form the instant arc which tells so soon he flies or fails. The sudden second with the bar balancing easy on his hopes holds him long beyond the clock to make account for every move, each millimeter of his length, strength, execution. It's come to this. And if the bar falls with him, the sawdust takes him softer because he knows the pole is sound. He'll fly again. Most flying men land looking ahead to take off. But somewhere where they keep their wings, the air drum of their rising wishes, they also keep a covenant that if allowed a single chance, a single flight, is worth the fall, always. Ivan, what what inspired that? Uh, seeing vaulting vaulter uh, uh, in the Olympics, and uh, wondering how it felt to fly momentarily, and then and then uh, fall, and if you didn't make it, then what motivated you to try it again and again and again? It's such a it's such a, a a furtive and brief encounter that is so important in determining your success. 
Interesting. Um, you know, uh, recently, uh, maybe it was a, a week ago or so, um, a a man um, uh, uh, jumped out of a helicopter um, over the Grand Canyon with a jetpack attached. There's a video of this that you can watch, and he um, was literally flying around the Grand Canyon under the power of this this jetpack, which had a couple of wings attached. And while you were reading the poem, I, this vision of this man flying over the Grand Canyon was was uh, soaring through my head. Uh, so uh, uh, you should check that out. I wonder if there's any similarities in terms of the the uh, you know the potential of flight, I guess, uh, whether it's brief or or not. Well, flying has always been of great interest to me, and something that I've always wanted to do. I've been interested in space and free fall, and uh, having that feeling. And I thought that the the vaulter encapsulates that ever so briefly and ever so importantly on the, on the sports scene. Yeah, both both flying and free-falling, uh, yes. in fact. Um, so you're here in the San Fernando Valley. Are there any yes. are, are there any readings or anything that you participate in uh, locally that you want to give a shout-out to? Uh, no, actually, I sent you an email about the possibility of uh, doing a COBOL. Oh, Right. Well, uh, you should definitely come by. It happens every every Tuesday night, and you are uh, certainly local enough to uh, to to make it there. So um, so cool. Well, uh, I hope to see you at some point. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for calling in, and, uh, and call in again. Okay. Bye. That was uh, Ivan calling from Northridge, California, where I I spent. I spend this morning uh, uh, tooling about. Uh, so moving moving right along, uh, if you would like to call in and share your work, the number is 646-716-7362. I'd like to move on to a caller from the 919 area code. Hello. Nine one nine, are you there? Yes, hi, I'm right here. Oh, good. Who am I talking to? Hi, this is this is Harry Harry Calhoun from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. How you doing? Oh, good, Harry. Uh, good to uh, good to hear your voice. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I just uh, I called in earlier, but I I have a, a restricted number, and so it, it probably didn't show up. So I decided to call in so you could see my area code at least, so it wouldn't look so creepy. <laughs> well, I'm always concerned with those suspicious looking, you know, in the, in the in the uh dashboard I have here, switchboard it if if it's a blocked number, it'll right. just be a, a series of ones and you know, you never know who that's going to be and it is it is a little creepy. Yeah, I didn't want you to think I was the spawn of Satan or something, so I figured <laughs> maybe I'll like to uh hit the star 82 and dial back in, so that's what I did. Well, people people could learn from this, uh, but actually, the spawn of Satan called in a few week few weeks ago and and was a very nice caller and and had a listed number. Uh, I think the number the, the area code to hell is is well, you know what it is, but uh, I do indeed. And I, the spawns can be pretty nice people. I tend to hang out with them sometimes. Cool. Anyway, well, I have like uh, basically I have three poems, but uh, you you only want one, right? So I'm I'm sort of uh, flipping a, a, a triple-handed coin here between a sad poem, a really weird poem, and uh, almost like a defiant poem. So I'm I, I'm thinking because the sad poem is probably my most recent. Like most poets, they think their most recent stuff is the best, so I'll go with that. All right. All right. This is uh, called Waiting for Me to Stop Crying. On some level, you hear the rainstorm, or maybe you just heard the thunder and lightning I brought to dinner tonight. It's easy to be scared of roaring and pyrotechnics. And now you, tired from a hard day's labor and trying to make sense of this insane man who insists on loving you, are probably in bed and fast asleep. I imagine you resting, soft feathers beneath you, cushioning you from the battering of work. And you dream of someone sobbing, listening to McCartney, cooing, maybe I'm amazed. You dream that triumphant guitar solo that says, all is love and joy and I will cry it over the world. You hear my tears spilling down on your comforter and you toss once and smile. You know you will wait a long time before I stop crying and longer before I stop loving you. I'm I'm holding back the tears now, Harry. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks. 
Um, well done. Thanks for calling in. You, I, I wanted to mention I, you've been a participant in Poetry Superhighway stuff before. You were a yeah. Poet of the Week in November, November 1st through 7th um, of last year. And if anyone would like to see more of, of your work, they can just click on Past Poets Archive from the main Poetry Superhighway menu and scroll down to that November 1st date and uh and check out more from you. Do you do you have anything that you can plug a website or anything of that nature? Uh basically you can uh it it really seriously needs to be updated. You go to my site at uh uh it's just uh harrycalhoun.net. Uh and and a lot of my stuff is there and including like some of my chapbooks and other books for sale and things like that and uh uh, of course, I, I just keep cranking them out and hoping that they stick somewhere. And it's uh, it's always a it's always a ride. I love doing it. I you know to get them to stick, you should try an ad- an adhesive. But um, <laughs> Elmer's glue all. <laughs> do you um is there anything in the in in the Raleigh area that you participate in that uh, that someone else who might be listening uh, who who's going to travel through there who's already there might might be interested in a reading or anything of that nature. Once in a while, um, I come across something like at a local uh, Borders or other bookstore, but uh, I, I have not had a great deal of luck uh, in Raleigh. When I when I lived in Key West, of course, there are various places there who, you know, have the uh, weekly and monthly readings. And uh, there is a, uh, a wonderful place in Hickory, North Carolina, uh, called Tasteful Beans Coffee Shop, and uh that's uh that's more in the middle of the state than Raleigh is but it's uh it's a really wonderful place the the reading is hosted by Scott Owens i think he was also uh uh poetry superhighway poet of the month at one point and uh it's just a great reading series and a a really warm and and welcoming place to read that's tasteful beans in Raleigh it's the poetry hickory uh poetry series Cool. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing that. It's good to hear your voice. I, I mention this whenever someone who I, whose name I recognize from from online interaction through the Poetry Superhighway oh, yeah. calls in. But uh, but periodic, you know, uh, more often than not, uh, my interaction with folks out there is just through email and and Same stuff. Here. So when I finally got to get to hear someone's voice, it's it's a treat. So I really appreciate you calling in. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, I, I just wanted to uh, to put in a plug for you, uh, Rick. I just wanted to uh, thank you for the. Uh, the yearly uh, chapbook uh, free for all that you sponsor because I I get more poetry than I can even read. It's great, I, and, and you get all this free poetry, and people get to look at your stuff. So thank you for that. It's great. It's a great thing. My pleasure. It's it's fun to do. It's fun to do. Well, well, great. So thanks for for uh, taking advantage of that. And Harry, please call back. All right. Yes, sir. Take care, Rick. Have a good one. You too. That was uh, Harry Calhoun calling from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, cool. Wow, the lines are just filling filling up uh, here, but uh, but we got a whole bunch of show left, so do try to call in. The number is 646-716-7362. Um, I always get a little scared when I see the 973 area code uh, because I'm uh, – you never know what's going to come out of New Jersey. Um, so, But what the hell, I'm just going to press the on-air button. This, this isn't David um, – Nevesis from uh, Newark, New Jersey, is it? It's alive! <laughs> I knew my it. my head is spinning on a 360-degree axis as we speak. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen... I'm I, doing I've a seen... Linda Blair for you. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. seen your videos online, David, so that's that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just like I did last year, I'll read the um the um the um Holocaust poem. I'll read it just like I did last year. I'll read this year's Holocaust poem. It's called Easter in Helm, nineteen forty four. Now it has two lines that are not in English, but I'll explain them after I finish reading very briefly. <laughs> Easter in Helm, nineteen forty four. Christus Voscris. Voice Dimu Voscris. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I have not seen him, whoever he may be. I thought that perhaps he would be among that large crowd of youths who the SS was leading to the showers. There were awful dark sounds that I cannot describe, but nobody came out. 
I have yet to see him. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I figured he might have been that Roma who I was talking to briefly, but they came and got him. Word is that they removed his lungs while he was yet alive for medical experimentation, for the good of the Reich, but he has not come back. I have not seen Christ, no, not here, not in this place. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Was he the communist or the social democrat or one of the gay men that I saw together or one of the, the pregnant mother with two children, all of whom were forced into a ditch and executed with many bullets? None of them have risen. So it could not have been any of them. So I still have not seen him. No, not here, not in this place. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I still believe this deep within my Ruskia Dusha, my Russian soul. I will not say that he is not risen, only that I am not now able to see him. Not here. Not in this place. Prashaitya. They beckon for me. It is my turn. Well done, David. Uh, uh, I I believed that you were an, an old Russian man uh, throughout that, um, and uh, and and it's a, a great piece, and I, I was happy to include it in this year, year's Yom HaShoah Holocaust Remembrance Day issue. I should mention that's something I forgot to mention at the uh, beginning of the show. Since we last were on the air, uh, Yom uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day has has come and gone, and every year, as as of course you know. Um, we publish a, uh, a, a, a special issue um, which is composed of uh, exclusively submissions um, from people writing in response to uh, thinking about uh, the Holocaust or, or, or something along those lines. And, and you know, as, as most people know, we publish typically two poets every week, but for this issue – um, I, uh, within reason, you know, though many, many submissions come in and I can't take everything, um, you know, there are 20, 24 or 5 poets online this year. So I encourage you, if you're interested in that uh, topic and seeing the different kinds of responses that people have written uh, poetically to that, to click on Past Poets Archive and view our, gosh, was it the 14th annual? Uh, uh, Yom HaShoah issue I don't know but your piece that you just read is there and uh, thank you for sending it in oh, just that one quick uh, note uh, the, the the first line uh, is a tra- the traditional greeting of uh, you know in the, uh, the, the eastern the Russian Orthodox Church Christ is risen he's risen indeed Throughout the piece, though, the, the, all the stanzas, I turn it into a question. He is risen indeed. And then at the, at the end there, uh, there are two ways to say goodbye in the Russian language. Uh, the first is the uh, fidanya, which means uh, till our next meeting. And But roshaitya uh, is farewell. That said with the expectation of never... Uh, seeing that person again, and it's mm. in the plural. It's it's a plural imperative, and so what he's doing, in fact, is saying that I, I'm saying goodbye to life. I'm saying farewell to life because Helmno, uh, uh, I did my research, and Helmno was the first uh, such of the death camps that opened in 1939. It was exclusively a death camp. The, the, the labor camps became death camps. And Kelno was the first. And it was in Poland. So um, I did research for it. And uh, it's, you know, I'll be submitting one every year. Uh, just one quick thing about the... Um, you did 79 uh, e-books. That's what I downloaded. I downloaded every one there was. Wow. 79, 79 e-books, and I have them all. I have them all. So if anybody missed them, 
you know, uh, send me a line. Um, Actually, David, let me let me stop you right there. That's uh, I, uh, I'm sure people appreciate the offer, but the um, we can't just give away people's uh, ebooks. Okay, the, the, okay, uh, okay. Forget you know, it. The deal. Then. Forget it. The deal okay, was that uh, that you know the people understood that they would be freely right. available for this. Which only particular. I, I, I yeah, never yeah. I never considered that. I'm terribly yeah. sorry. That's okay. okay. So. But uh, right. you read them and you and you let us know what you thought. Indeed, indeed. Okay, thank you so much, Rick. All right, David. Thanks so much for calling in as always, and and uh, and uh, do keep New Jersey safe for us. <laughs> okay, Rick. I'm... See you later. Bye bye. All right, take it easy. That's uh, David Neves from. Uh, uh, from Newark, New Jersey, the uh, rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey, as he likes to say, um, uh, a regular caller here at Poetry Superhighway Live reading his poem that appears in this year's Holocaust Remembrance Day issue online at PoetrySuperHighway.com. Click on uh, Past Poets of the Week to to check out that issue and really all of our past uh, poets. There's hundreds and hundreds of uh, of uh, of of them up there uh, for the many years that we've been publishing two poets every week. All right. Well, we have a bunch more callers, but before we get to them, I did promise uh, it is the halfway point in the show. Uh, time for our uh, monthly spoken word track. This is a, a track by Joey Alks, who uh, fronts a spoken word band called DJ Monkey. And this is the track, Why in the Hell Did Tom Waits Steal My 15-Year-Old Buick Last Week?
Well, there it is. That was Why in the Hell Did Tom Waits Steal My 15-Year-Old Buick Last Week. That's a track from Joey Alks of DJ Monkey. You can check out more from uh, Joey at facebook.com slash Joey Alks, A-L-K-E-S, there, or at squidmusic.com slash DJ Monkey. Thanks a lot for sending in that track, uh, Joey. I really appreciate you letting me use it. And an invitation to any of you who have a spoken word track. Maybe it's something uh, produced like that or the ones that we've played in the past, or maybe it's something uh, more simple. If, if for some reason you can't call in or if you just, you've got a, a, a CD that you put out or, or what, for whatever, whatever it is, if you've got something, send me the MP3 and I'm going to be playing a spoken word track every month here on Poetry Superhighway Live at that halfway uh, point. So I uh, would love to hear what you got out there. Uh, thanks again, Joey, for that one. Uh, yeah, Tom Waits, he was just introduced, in, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know if you – the video is available online. You can you can check out uh, Neil Young uh, giving uh, uh, introducing Tom Waits. And, um, and then when Tom Waits got up, he was talking about uh, his career a little bit, and he said something to the effect of, uh, you know, they, uh, they say I, I'm hard to work with and I've never had a hit record. As if that's a bad thing. Uh, it was very funny. So um, cool to hear that uh, that track um, and a fine impersonation, uh, impression of, of Tom Waits as it is. That's again, uh, that's from uh, Joey Alex of DJ Monkey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got about 20 minutes or so left in the show. Uh, it's all it's all your uh, your open forum here. Give us a call, 646-716-7362. I would love to hear what you have. Um, uh, It's an open reading, no content or style restrictions. Moving right now to a caller from the 212 area code. Hi. Hi. Who am I talking to? Uh, This is uh, Phyllis Klein, and uh, I'm the wife of the person who wrote the poem, who's Ivan Klein. He actually stepped out but gave me permission to read his poem. Okay. Which I've been really dying to do, but I haven't been able to tune in before today. Great. Where are you calling from, Phyllis? I'm uh, I'm in New York, New York City. New York City. Great. Uh, this may be the first time we've had an emissary. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if that's acceptable. Oh sure, why not? <laughs> Maybe next time uh, he'll be. Uh, he's actually out at the moment, but he might even come in. Um, but he did give me permission before he left. Okay. Uh, I have, you know, we we've actually submitted before, and uh, you were talking about the um, the holiday. No, I was re- listening to the Holocaust poem. You were talking about uh, I forget the name of that uh, issue that you have uh, with all the the uh, writings about the uh, for Remembrance Day. Right. Yom HaShoah is the name is the Hebrew right. for you know Day of the Holocaust basically, and it's Holocaust Remembrance Day. Right. So every every year uh, around Yom HaShoah. Uh, you know, I put out a call for submissions literally the week before the issue, and I usually get tons and tons of submissions. and And that that week's issue of of the Poetry Superhighway of Poets of the Week is is you know as many of the submissions as I could reasonably put put up uh, go into it. So yeah. All right, are we all ready to go with this one? I'm ready. Okay, the name of it is To Schenken Street and Back. Are you familiar with Schenken Street? I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, um, it's in Tel Aviv, actually. So um, it's uh, not that short, but here we go, okay? Okay. To Schenken Street and back. A broken-down old Jew played a slow blues in the, mid- in the midday sun on Schenken Street in Tel Aviv, filling the air, pervading all and everything, El and Elohim and Adonai, the whole universe and all that which is within it. And I wondered how he got there, the path that he took to that particular spot, known in the guidebooks for its restaurants and smart shopping, as I dropped a handful of shekels into his guitar case. We nodded to each other, no longer quite strangers after 2,000 years, now that there was a blues beyond annihilation between us. Beyond humiliation, the denial of our existence and the crouching enemy at the gate, beyond the good hearts all around that needs must deny themselves, 
with the real and true blues, you know. It's a matter of feeling everything's going to be all right. Aspects of these very same blues float over the Judean hills to the Mount of Temptation, overlooking the River Jordan as it flows into the Dead Sea. Float to the Wailing Wall, where I remembered the suffering of my father and grandfathers and what it means to be a Jew before and then, after we stop kidding ourselves. With the weight of history on my shoulders, it was cool to the touch of my forehead and fingertips, not just a pile of Roman fortress stones to me. And even if they are, it still exists. I still exist. Our blues are our blues and exist. Fresh from the memory of Jerusalem and the narrow lane through the Damascus Gate, with feral cats everywhere, a testament to the feelings of the people for the helpless living things among them. These blues are dangerously close to unlocking my closed old heart in this very moment, dangerously close to taking me into the empty, unclaimed space in which it resides, the truth, on Schenken Street, the blues wafting over me. I was wandering no more. God Almighty, by whatever name or silence you choose to be known, how is it that there is not a place on this earth for everyone? By what law of being must we give up our humanity? How dare they? Think of the hot little mamas on the streets and beaches of Tel Aviv, cute as can be, with the reckless courage of their lives. There is the truth of being beyond words, the stars up above and the freshly rained on streets down below. Get ready to meet your maker if you can find him, I tell myself. The low, dark clouds moving slowly north over New York City after the shrouded sun has mysteriously arisen. That was a great reading of of, uh, of your husband. Is Ivan your husband? Is that, that's yes. that right? Yes. Yeah, great, great reading of his poem. I'm a little poem. nervous because it's not mine, and I it it has a great deal of meaning for me. So I, I didn't I wanted to do do it right, you know. Do you do you write poetry as well? Um, not really. I I mean I have written a few things, but nothing I could actually even pull out very quickly. I've got them hidden in various places, probably. Oh well, I was just asking because you seem like such a natural in reading reading the poetry. You could tell Ivan he's just not necessary at this point. I think, <laughs> uh, uh, but no, it was a great reading of that piece, and I, I, um, I, uh, you know, was just checking while you were reading. I, Ivan, of course, submitted a poem for this year's issue of uh, of the uh, Yoma Shoah issue. He's got a poem online called Primo Levi, Departing Auschwitz, uh, which if people are interested in seeing more, they just can can go to this year's. Uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day issue and uh, and check it out and um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong but is is Ivan's website starfirepoetry.com? That's correct. Okay, That's good. It. So, so uh, definitely those are places to go that uh, that um, that people can if they are interested in checking out more from from Ivan. There's a lot of great uh, work up there and you did such a good job uh, reading his stuff. Uh, clearly his his trust was well placed. Oh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I appreciate you mentioning the website. And he does have uh, two other uh, things that he has written. One is a book called Alternatives to Silence that is purchasable online, as well as a chapbook called Some Paintings by Coho and a Flower of My Own. And it's actually about a, um, a, a very good artist and some of the things that uh, she's done and uh, that we own her, some of her paintings. She lives in our building. Um, she does uh, sumi painting, Japanese painting. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, uh, but uh, he has put some of his own things, of course, in, into this uh, the poetry uh, of the book. So um, yeah, it's it's a good book too. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, Ivan should definitely double your pay. Uh, uh, let you you let him know that when he when he comes back. I really appreciate you uh, you calling in uh, on his. Uh, behalf, Phyllis, and and I hope you or uh, or he call in again. Oh, we, I'm certainly uh, going to tell him, and we'll certainly listen uh, later on. Uh, I'll let him listen to it uh, online, and uh, I appreciate you letting me read it. I I, I really enjoy doing it, and uh, it was a, a pleasure talking to you. The pleasure was mine. Thanks again. 
Um, all right, that was uh, Phyllis Klein calling from New York, New York, reading her husband's poem uh, uh, that appears in this year's Holocaust Remembrance Day issue, which you can find online by clicking on Past Poets Archive. All right, we've got about 15 minutes left. A couple callers on the line. Uh, the number to call in if you'd like to try to make it in and read something is 646 716 7362. Uh, moving now to a caller from the 951 area code. Hello. Hi, this is Sharon calling from Temecula. Hi, Sharon. Um, this is my second time calling the show. So, um, I'm, back. I'm, yeah, I had a little bit of an adventure trying to get the sound on my computer because I'm kind of a computer idiot, but I figured it out. And I just want to say, um, I, I love your, uh, your Facebook profile photo, the one with the with with the Viking horns. Oh yes, it's that's, that's a new that's a new photo. My my wife and I were uh, a, a couple of weeks ago in Pennsylvania, and we we took a couple of days to drive around the Poconos uh, Mountains, and we came across uh, a store called a Country Junction, which bills itself as the world's largest general store, and. Uh, 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 <laughs> Uh, the joke being that I, I went in and asked for something specific and they couldn't help me. But um, it's just this huge <laughs> store with with just just everything everything and, and including Viking hats. So uh, we took that picture there and and thanks thanks for thanks for stalking me. <laughs> I have to say, if they have Viking hats, that's that's pretty general. <laughs> it was, yeah. I thought you should maybe if your son's too little, but maybe you could go see Thor and wear that hat, and that would be very. Uh, very apropos. <laughs> well, maybe I didn't actually buy the hat. I'd have to fly back to the Poconos to to buy it. But uh, maybe, maybe we'll make a, a, thing, huh? a big <laughs> event out of it. We'll I'll fly back, buy the hat, and then we'll fly back to Hollywood <laughs> and uh, and see the movie wearing the hat. And uh, uh, well, we'll we'll work it out. Well, Do you I have, have uh, after that gorgeous piece that was just read. This is. This comes out pretty irreverent, but uh, I'll go ahead and read it. And just having had a Passover and an Easter kind of bumping into each other, um, I, I don't know, I have a pretty biting tongue, I guess. And this one's called um, Ode to Spring, sort of. Um, I'm a fairly nice person, really. I could roll up bits of proof and wear them like pearls. I could keep most of the evidence in the pocket of my jeans. I'm a fairly nice person. So this is for fair warning. When spring comes around, stay the hell away from my door. Don't come knocking at some godforsaken hour selling salvation. Beat it. And take your pamphlets and your flyers with you. For Christ's sake, when I came home today, my porch was littered with violence. Full-color spreads of bloody hands at prayer. Bony feet nailed to wood, licking flames of hell. Nice spring message. One tricolored brochure with a lovely opening lily tricked me into opening the damn thing. I stood horror-stricken on my very own welcome mat, staring at an obscenely magnified, minutely detailed rendering, or worse, photograph, of a grisly, mauled fetus that in real life would be much smaller than a pea. Jesus Christ, what if I had had small children with me? How could the random delivery of this stuff be legal? What would happen to me if I ran around town leaving pictures of a giant vagina in mailboxes and shopping malls? I'd be hauled the hell off to jail, that's what. I've had enough. I'm going to make a colossal sign to stick in my lawn like it's an election year. I'll draw a perfect mud hut with the roughly hewn wooden door, and over the entry I'll splash a big fat streak of crimson lamb's blood. That kept the angel of death away. It ought to work like a fucking charm on religious litter. But if that's not enough, I'll set myself up as a sentry at the foot of my driveway, holding my beliefs like a loaded gun. Jew, run like hell. We're talking Old Testament tribu tribulation now. Rivers of blood, whole cities rendered to dust, tornadoes of fire. And don't look over your shoulder on your way out either. You could end up a pillar of salt on my front lawn. But let's keep things nice. Bunny's stealing chicken eggs. Hershey's chocolate hidden in the bushes for the ants. 
a lovely glazed ham for your Easter dinner, and a nice Passover brisket for mine. That's that. Sharon, you know, I've been to Temecula, and I think the one thing uh, that would really just send it over the edge uh, as a a world-class destination would be large pictures of vaginas posted everywhere. (laughs) I I think that would pretty much top it off, don't you? I really do. (laughs) So I support you in that project, and I'm all for the uh, irreverent, uh, and, uh, and I hope you call in and read some more irreverent stuff. And I'm also hoping to see you on Tuesday. But I'm going to be in the valley. I'm going to cross my fingers that I make it to the open reading. So. Oh, awesome! Cool. Yeah. So. What? Uh, cool. Okay, and, and thanks for having the program. It's lots of fun. My pleasure. Thanks for calling in. That was uh, Sharon Collin from Temecula, California, uh, reading her uh, a joyously irreverent piece. So um, awesome. Like we said, no content or style restrictions here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Moving on, I've got, uh, let's see, it looks like a blocked call, a uh, series of ones there. Who's Who am I talking to? You're talking to Michael in Birmingham. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm fine. I don't really have anything prepared to read. I wanted to mention that I enjoyed the Holocaust issue this year. Cool. I enjoyed that. I I didn't have anything to submit, but I enjoyed reading it. Uh, I wanted to mention that uh, a new album by Stevie Nicks, In Your Dreams, which she wrote based upon poetry she had written. Um, One of the cut Italian summer, I'll quote a line from it, Love was everywhere. You just had to fall. Uh, in Birmingham this week, on the 20th, uh, the Birmingham Museum of Art will be the Birmingham BMA Speaks Out, and they're encouraging a theme on storms and the disaster that took place. So you may have read about it in Alabama. Hello? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, they're encouraging that theme. So I thought I would pass that poetry news along. And I really just don't have anything prepared today. Um, here's a short one. It's called a, uh, The Form is a Queen Couplet. That's five words, a couplet, two lines. First line is two words. The second line is the three words. I call it personalized. My t shirt reads No Trespassing. Okay, you have a good week, a good month, and I'll talk to you maybe next month and enjoy listening to the show. Thank you so much, Michael. Signing off from Birmingham. Bye, Michael. There's a Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I sure had a lot to say for not having anything to say. Uh, but uh, glad to have you on, as always, Michael. Um, uh, making Anyone can call, even if you don't have something to read, if you've got something to talk about uh, in the world of poetry, an event coming up, uh, uh, a live event, something online, something revolving around a journal, more, you're more than welcome to call in and, and share uh, share whatever whatever that is. So, um, All right, I'm going to try to squeeze one more caller in here, and I see we have someone from the 949 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick, this is Howard Yosha calling from Laguna Hills. Hey, Howard. I wanted to call in uh, in, in light of uh, Osama bin Laden being ca- captured. Hopefully, uh, you know, this poem goes to the the negative aspects of being at war for over 10 years. It's called Peace Falling. Um, what was once the mystical magic 1960s became as cold as outer space. Youthful hopscotching is now... Bloody escalation with death. When what was once beyond beyond transfigured from spirit into brickbats, blackjacks held by the alive, fighting a scythe-wielding scepter. Finger-painting tie-dye became an outstretched middle finger. Pure, clean white cloth became black burial shroud. We raced into space stumbling into the arms race. The quiet fetus screaming at birth became silent death. The quiet peace grew into the heat of battle, then suffered and died in the cold of never-ending war. All of branches of peace became oblivion of ground zero. Flower children grew up to be warmonger Republicans. Peace rallies of yesteryear now spawn murderous anarchist mobs. Oh, can you see the flag once flying high? 
then falling folded, handed to war widows. Howard, thanks so much for uh, calling in and reading that. No problem, Rick. Have, um, a, have a great rest of the show, a couple minutes. Yep, cool. Well, thank you so much uh, uh, for being a repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. That was uh, Howard Yosha from Laguna Hills. Uh, I think I've got time for one more caller. I see a caller from the 323 area code. Hello. 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 Brendan Constantine here. I've heard of you. <laughs> uh, just responding in the last couple of minutes to uh, to uh, to a letter from you saying that if I didn't uh, if I didn't call between two and three, you would uh, you would you would post uh, you would post uh, unflattering pictures of me on my father's website. Well, now you're saying too much. Um, this is Brendan Constantine from Los Angeles, California, I believe. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, I, I've got about two minutes left. Do you have uh, Do you have something short you can read? I sure do. This is a short poem that is tentatively titled "The Dead Riddle." If a tree falls in the woods and no one hears. Do the other trees laugh? Do they reach out or feign concern? Are there whispers about age, about drinking? Who tells the saplings? Who lies to the birds? And the tree, is it ashamed? Does it curse gravity? Does it try, however helplessly, to rise and brush itself off, to say, as the wind says, now, where were we? Well, you can't uh, deny that that poem is exactly like trees. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's that's an inside joke. Uh, I'm sorry, Brendan, uh, who I happen to know, uh, uh, wrote a poem a while ago, uh, which has a uh, a line in it, uh, "Not like trees," which I, I taunt him with. Frequently, I'm I'm so thrilled that you that you called in, and I'm and I'm sure everyone enjoyed that that piece. Do you have anything uh, coming up that you you'd be interested in plugging? Well, thank you. Uh, gosh, I've got a, a workshop that I'm going to be uh, leading at uh, Loyola Marymount University. It'll be uh, the weekend of June 4th and 5th. They're two all-day workshops, and. Uh, for information, you can uh, go online to LMU Extension. I recommend that anybody uh, who's got broken poems or poems they don't know what to do with, uh, please check it out as we're going to be examining the unsayable. Very cool, uh, Brendan. Well, I really appreciate you calling in, and um, if anyone wants to hear more from Brendan, you can check out his website, which is brendanconstantine.com. Um, uh, great to hear you on the show, and I hope you call in again. Thanks so much. No problem. Take it easy. That's uh, Brendan Constantine from uh, Hollywood, California, uh, one of my favorite poets. I definitely uh, recommend that you check him out. Again, brendanconstantine.com. Uh, uh, check out his book, Letters to Guns, which you can pick up on Amazon.com uh, and and more. All of that info is on his website. Thanks so much for everyone uh, to everyone for calling in. Um, our next show will uh, be the uh, third or fourth week in June, uh, same time, 2 o'clock. Um, really appreciate everyone listening and calling in. Have a lovely rest of your afternoon. Bye.